Good morning, guys. What's up? What's happening? Welcome back to episode two of Chill Pants Podcast. Um, my tea is actually ready. I've got a timer here for the tea, and then I have a timer here for the podcast. The camera will shut off at uh, 29 minutes and 59 seconds. Most, most DSLR cameras do. Cheers, guys. Episode two. A little warm, but she'll cool down. That's all right. I guess we can leave the tea in the shot. It's kind of cute. I'll put this over here. Uh, also need to talk about today's chill pants. These ones are the pink ones that I bought in a, like a few weeks ago. They're Lulu's. I love these a lot. Uh, so Lulu doesn't need any love. I think Lulu's doing fine without my love. Cue the jingle, baby. You guys submitted uh, a couple dozen jingles and I think I'm just going to play them periodically on the podcast. I don't have a favorite or anything right now. So um, I'm just sort of like, these are cool. Why don't we just, I mean, if you took the time to create one and send it to me, you might as well be featured in the, featured in the podcast. First off, I wanna say thanks for the love on podcast number one. Uh, I appreciate that. In 2014, 2015, I was getting into working with management companies and starting to do more brand deals regularly. And sometimes they would take me out to the West Coast. And so one night I ended up at this, this uh, I don't know, we, we, it was kind of like an after party that, um, so you're at the club and you're doing stuff and then like, yeah, it's an after party, okay. I, I don't I don't party like even even when I did party I didn't really party right I just sort of like tagged along um, I would never like be like oh dude like we gotta go we gotta go to this like crazy thing that's just not my speed I'm kind of a homebody and would rather watch a movie and eat Chinese food but um, so we're at we're at this after party and at this huge house in the Hollywood Hills I later found out that it was <laughs> it was Peter Thiel's house. So Peter Thiel's boyfriend. Um, so Peter Thiel, if you didn't know, he's the co-founder of PayPal alongside Elon Musk. Um, additionally, he's like a board member on Facebook. Um, I believe he still is. And so basically he's like one of the smartest people in the world and he just happens to be queer. So shout out to queer people who are balling. You balling. Um, so I'm sitting, I'm sitting there that night really drunk, explain to Peter Thiel um, what I do for a living. And uh, so we ended up leaving that night. We came back the next morning um, just to kind of hang around the pool and just just linger, you know? We were just a bunch of lingers. Um, the hotel that we were staying at just wasn't very nice. So we were like, all right, we could either stay in this little dinky hotel or we could potentially go hang out at this $20 million mansion in the hills. So we chose that option. And there was maybe like a group of us, like five to six guys. And we were just sitting around, um, excuse the sirens. We were sitting around the pool and uh, I remember just being hung over, man. I was just so like, like just distraught. <laughs> I was just like, I need, I need something greasy in my belly right now. Not even moments later. Two 
chefs come out of the house with a plate of straight up bacon. Like if you were to go to like a breakfast buffet somewhere and they just have like, you know, the most bacon you've ever seen and you're just like, how the hell did they make all that bacon? So that much bacon was being brought out and the other guy was carrying like fresh squeezed juices. And so that was like my first interaction with like real money. I was always so glad that like I had those experiences before moving to LA. And I guess I'll, I'll just tell, there's two, there's two pool party stories I wanna tell. So that was the first pool party story. Peter Thiel's house experiencing just, again, what real wealth in Los Angeles. You see Hollywood on the big screen and you see these, you know, you, you hear what a billionaire lifestyle is, you hear um, what the mega rich live like, but that 24 hours I was at that house, hanging around that house, I was like, damn, like these, this is, yeah, this is, I think people also call it fuck you money. Like Peter Thiel has fuck you money. So the second pool party story was, um, again, an, a, a, a strange trip, some influencing thing brought us out. Um, when I say we, I mean Ethan and I. Ethan and I were brought out there and we were, again, we were in a hotel and then we went to this pool party. Okay, so <laughs> I was full on blown YouTuber Mark at that point, right? I literally brought a PVC pipe with a GoPro taped on the end of it. And I remember just being at this pool party in my Quicksilver board shorts. Meanwhile, every other person at the party had like this cute little fitted swim trunk. I was like, I was just walking around doing like those 360s how I did. I was like, woo, like just filming everything, right? And everyone else is acting like, it's just so chic and just so cool. Like they were just like, who, who the fuck is this little Indiana YouTuber guy? But I did not care. Like I didn't have the self-awareness to where I was like, I was embarrassed by it. Like I was not embarrassed by it at all because I just, uh, embarrassment wasn't even in my, in my vernacular. I was just like, dude, fucking ballin' house, ballin' pool overlooking downtown LA. I am not gonna pass this opportunity up to like content, baby. I was like, content, content. And so I'm walking around and I, I bump into this guy and I'm like, oh, what's up, man? Like, what brings you here? And he goes, oh, um, I'm talent. And I was like, okay, what, what do you mean? What do you mean you're talent? He's like, oh, um, like I'm hired to be here. <laughs> and again, I was like, what do you mean you're hired to be here? And he's like, oh, like I'm high, I'm a model. Like I'm hired to walk around the pool and look cute. <laughs> again, another one of those moments where I was just like, man, this is like the strangest, this is La La Land. It's like the La La Land moments of just like, this isn't real life. This is not, this is not real life. I mean, I, I grew up, taking the pontoon out on the lake and, and fishing and dropping worms in there and pulling out a largemouth bass. And then now I'm at this pool party where they have hired models and endless plates of bacon. Kind of a strange contrast. And so that was, yeah, that was paid probably two or three visits out, maybe, yeah a few visits out to LA prior to living in LA. And I, I always like, am so grateful that, that I made those trips out there to sort of, I wouldn't say get it out of my system, but to, to, um, to understand that's not the reason I was moving 
to LA. People always asked me when I was moving there, I was like, well, why, why, are you, why are you moving to LA? And I was like, I'm not moving for LA. I'm moving for California. I, I guarantee you my dog has probably been to more national parks than 99% of you. And I'm sorry for flexing on you like that, but <laughs> it's probably true. So yes, the first two years in LA, I think were kind of the prime years for me. I really enjoyed, really enjoyed it. I was just sort of, I had my blinders on and I was just, everything was new. I was experiencing all these new things. Um, and with Ethan, it was such a, it was such a great time, um, you know, in your mid twenties in Los Angeles, um, having a Jeep and a dog and a boyfriend and, you know, a, a fairly nice apartment and waking up every morning and doing something you loved. It was literally like, I mean, it was, it, again, it was la la land. It was, I'm so glad I had that experience. So, so glad. One of the greatest things, um, I ever did. One of the greatest things I ever did was moving to Los Angeles. My biggest learning tool I've had so far in my life. The second two years, equally as adventurous and fun business-wise and creatively, I just felt like my soul was maybe changing. I didn't have friends outside of the small circle of influencers. And I, I, I don't know, it was just something wasn't feeling right in my life. There was kind of an imbalance in my life. I don't know, my family was so far away. It was 2000 miles away, right? So if I wanted to go see them, it would have been $500 plane ticket and a, a day of travel each way. And it, I was reflecting a lot, this was 2019, and I was reflecting a lot on just where I saw myself in the next few years, short term, right? Just a few years. And that's when I started thinking about the tiny living, buying some land somewhere, potentially in NorCal, or potentially back here in the Midwest, where I'm close to my family. My two sisters are in Ohio. My parents are here in Indiana and my best friend's down the road. So I figured, I figured buying land somewhere in the Midwest would probably be a good, a really, really good, safe uh, investment uh, for my business, my personal wealth, and my soul. I just think after a while, like the novelty of Los Angeles kind of wore off for me. I had been to, I had been to some crazy cool events. I had done the Hollywood stuff and Malibu and the museums and the beaches. And I felt like I had, I felt like I'd quickly done everything that it would take the average person 10 years to do. And I only say that, like, I'm not trying to brag. It's just that with, with what I do, it like, it, it, it sets me up for, for cool things. And I also like need to get out and shoot content. Um, if I had a normal nine to five where I was like, um, had more of a purpose to be in Santa Monica at nine o'clock in the morning. I potentially could see myself living there longer, but because I have the flexibility, um, it is sort of a gift and a curse. You can be anywhere, anytime. And that, you know, you sit with that a lot. You're like, all right, well shit, if I could be anywhere, like where would I want to be? And you know, a famous quote, you are where you are because that's where you wanna be. 
And I feel like right now, this is where, this is where I wanna be. My soul's recharging. Um, I just feel so much happier generally on a day-to-day -day basis than I have in a very, very long time. And so life, for, life in Los Angeles for me was amazing. I am so privileged that I had the opportunity to uproot my life here in Indiana, move it out there. And, you know, I didn't move to the city for the resources. I was already doing well on my own. When you move 2,000 miles away to a city, I didn't, I mean, we knew a few people there, but no one that was going to substantially change our experience there. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it, it faces, you know, it, it's, it's challenging, it's challenging. But uh, it was so much fun, it was so much fun. And I mean, I've made three trips back to California since moving, so I, uh, I love California, I love California. I, um, you know, I was, I'm able to like tap into the heartbeat of California more, more than any other state, probably than my home, my home state. Um, I'm staring at a picture of, um, um, San Diego in front of me. Love San Diego. I just, I just love, I mean, the West Coast is just great. Like it's, I think it's my vibe. I, you know, I, I just, um, I, I connect a lot with the energies that people put out there, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's the, the pros and cons of LA and like such a cool place. Uh, and if you're, you know, if you're thinking about moving, um, if you're thinking about just getting outside of your hometown or even your comfort zone, oh, like LA put me outside my comfort zone all the time but it was the greatest thing. The greatest thing I ever done, hands down. You know, I made a video last week about, um, or, or yeah, just this past week about a crop top, right? So I made a crop top and I'm just kind of like, just kind of fooling around, having fun. And, and if I was in LA and I was walking down Sunset Boulevard where I used to live, I would be fine wearing a crop top. I'd own that shit. I lived in a very gay neighborhood um, and it was just like, why not? You know what I mean? But here, like if I were to walk out the front door here with a crop top on, well, A, I just don't think I would, you know? Um, I think I, I just don't want the attention from the locals here. <laughs> and yeah, I think you get what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I think, I think the biggest thing I miss in LA is just the diversity um, of all sorts, the, of people, of food and terrain. In the Midwest, you kind of have a lot of the same people who think a lot of the same way, a lot of similar foods, um, not a ton of creativity in the cuisines here. There is, but you have to like know where to look and know where to go. And then, and then terrain, obviously it's very flat in the Midwest for the most part, um, but, and we're landlocked, so we don't have like the ocean or mountains or deserts uh, or giant redwood trees and things like that. But we do have lakes, uh, which are very fun. Um, but also it's like, again, you can go back and forth on pros and cons all day. Um, but for, like I said, right now, uh, I love being, I love being just close to my friend, my friends and family that I grew up with, like that I grew up with, you know what I mean? Like my, my freaking family. Um, so it feels, it feels very nice, very nice. I tried to do this last episode. Uh, it's the segment called calling somebody and telling them that we, we love them. Hang on a second. My gosh darn. Oh, there we go. Okay. Um, so yeah, I tried calling JP last week and he didn't pick up. And so I'm going to try, well, actually just let's try Andy today. 
Um, I haven't talked to Andy in a bit. Let's see. Let's see if he picks up. It's uh, 10 a.m. in Seattle right now. Been forwarded to an automatic voice message. Andy, on a serious note, um, just checking in with you guys on your mental health. How are you doing? How are you doing, you sweet, sweet thing? Um, I hope you have someone to talk to on your shit days and on your good days. And uh, yeah, just don't carry, don't carry the burden of everything that you're dealing with. Distribute the burden, distribute the weight to your tribe and your community members, your community members, uh, your friends and your family. Just don't, man. Just don't try to go through life bottling up everything inside. No es bueno. Just don't, don't do that, baby. Come on, come on, baby. You're better than that. Um, yeah, because we're all we're all going through a little struggle right now. And uh, speaking of which, I I made friends with the uh, the the lady who cleans our building. Uh, her name is Stephanie. She's lovely. She's probably mid-50s Latina woman from Guatemala. And she would always give uh, Olive dog treats. Like we would walk by her cart and she would like dig around in her, her cleaning cart and she would give Olive a treat. Cutest thing ever. Um, she had just lost her dog a few days ago. And... So it was really cute knowing that she was giving olive treats and and I don't know thinking that I don't know it's just it was just like it's just like made my heart very warm knowing that like um, like she comes to work and she has olive and all the other dogs in the building to kind of like you know help her heal during the process of like mourning her dog so I just thought I'd share that with you guys she was she was so sweet <laughs> she was also um, yeah she's very sweet. Very sweet lady. Thank you, Stephanie. You made, you, she made my morning, man. There's, there's signs around this town that people just stake in their yard. They're kind of like handmade signs. And this is just be kind. Just be kind. It, you know, if it really is that simple, if you think about it. Just, just be kind, you know? Everyone, everyone's gone through some shit, man. And it just helps sometimes to, pass it forward to just smile. Just smile at someone, hold the door for someone. I'm, I'm not meaning to sound preachy, but I, uh, I just know when I have my down days and someone smiles at me or asks how my day was, it really just, if no, they have no idea the impact that it had on me. So, so pass those good vibes on, man. Cheers, cheers to good vibes. Donnie's going golfing with his dad this weekend. And uh, so after I shoot this, we're gonna go shop for some golf shirts for Donnie, which is funny. Um, Cause he doesn't have any golf stuff. And hey, that's the one thing I love about Donnie, man. Like, I mean, there's, there's like a list. There's a long, long list of things I love about Donnie. But I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. He's just the man, like he's just the man and he, he's that person to me that I can literally talk to. I could, I could just say the most absurd, crude thing to Donnie and he'd be like, he wouldn't break face. He'd be like, okay, yes. You know what I mean? Like we just, he's just the, he's just the man, dude. Like he's, um, last pod I was talking about my mother having just, just radiating positivity and light. 
beam in the light. Donnie is, Donnie is well, man. I and mean, he just, he absolutely beams light. He's just, if, if you were in a room and Donnie walked into it, it would be glowing, baby. It would be glowing. Hopefully that comes across on camera. Um, I think it does sometimes, but uh, in real life, he's just, he's genuinely like such a good dude. He's, he's, he's like the least, he's like the least judgmental person I've ever met. I got some great friends. Speaking of which, I got some awesome friends. Andy in Seattle. I met, I don't know if I told you the story about how I met Andy, but in 2016, I reached out, or I just made a vlog and said, hey, we're coming to Seattle. We weren't going to Seattle. We had no plans. I was seeing if anybody would reach out and be like, hey, <clears throat> come crash with us. And the funny thing is like, I had the, I had the financial means to like get a hotel and like schedule my own trip, but I was utilizing uh, the internet so much at that time. I was just like, dude, what if you just reached out and see if people would like, you could just connect, right? So I'm glad I did that because, so Andy reached out, he emailed me and I just, I remember reading the email and being like, this guy, this guy's cool. I like this guy. So I reached out to him, we set up a phone call, we, we talked for like an hour and he picked us up at the airport and the rest was history. I mean, Andy and I are besties and he's a, absolutely just one of those guys that I could go to for anything, advice or anything. And he's like, and he's like my, um, yeah, he's my dude. He's my man. And also JP, like my, I'll just, yeah, I'll just tell you my three like besties, uh, Donnie, Andy, and JP. JP and I, we dated uh, very briefly in college. That's how we knew each other. We were like, at, a, at our college, we were like, are you gay? Yeah, are you gay? Yeah, should we date? <laughs> so that was kind of one of those things. We dated for a short term and JP's always, he, he, I call him my sponsor sometimes. Like JP's always there to give me a very unbiased take on my situation. If it wasn't for those three people, I would probably be in therapy. But because each of them takes like a portion of my mental health, my anxiety, and uh, just my, my spirit, that I don't really need a therapist. Though I would be very, I'd be very interested to go to one. I'm actually fascinated with therapy in general. I think it's becoming so normalized now and I hear people talk about, oh, my therapist this, my therapist that, when I think it used to be sort of like, don't talk about it. Like, like, it, like if you go to therapy, it means there's something wrong with you. And it's like, mm, it could be preventative, you know, or it could be, um, wait a second, Andy's calling. Should we pick up real quick? Um, yeah, we'll, we'll say hi. Andy, Hello. what's popping, brother? What's up? Not uh, much. <laughs> you seem very suspicious right now. <laughs> Kind of, you sounded echoey at first. Oh, yeah, well, I have this segment in my podcast where I call someone random in my phone and I just tell them that I love you. Oh, love you too. <laughs> I'm, I'm recording this now. I'll, uh, I'll text you in just a bit. Okay, sounds right. good. Have a good day. All right, peace, man. You too. Bye. Bye. Maybe therapy's in my future. I think it'd be kind of nice, but I also think doing stuff like this is also very therapeutic when I can just like pour my feelings out to you guys <laughs> and cry sometimes to you guys. Oh, Max Dance. That's the last thing um, we forgot to talk about in the podcast where I did the crop top thing. I told you guys to watch Max Dance. It's still linked in that video and it's linked here. Um, if you wanna pause it and watch the video, it's five minutes long 
it's the character Mac in the TV show, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And one of the seasons, uh, the finale is a five minute dance of Mac. Um, and spoiler alert, Mac is basically, the dance is to symbolize his coming out to his father. And it's so beautiful. It's so freaking powerful. Every time I watch it, uh, which I've watched it a bunch, I get goosies, I get a little teary-eyed. It's so cute. I feel like growing up in this heteronormative world of ours, it's like, you know, my parents obviously, my parents asked me if I was gay when I was like 18, just the three of us at the dinner table. I was like, something's fishy. Something's kind of weird right now. My mom goes, um, you know, we, we know you spent a lot of time with Donnie. They thought Donnie was gay. And we know you, you, you spent a lot of time in the gym, <laughs> which makes you gay, by the way. Joking. Uh, they had other reasons too, I'm sure. But those are the two that they told me. They were like, you spent a lot of time with Donnie and you spent a lot of time in the gym and we're just thinking, are you gay? And I remember getting extremely defensive because it just wasn't the right time. Um, but uh, that moment just made me, I was, I freaked out. I was like, no, I, I think I literally said, I F girls or something like that. Something super brash, brash, rude or noisy. Yeah, that's brash. It was a little brash. I felt like society and family were grooming me into dating women and I did not have, didn't really have any interest in doing so. I dated a few girls. I always felt like I was a late bloomer. I mean, I feel like I was an like actual biologically uh, late bloomer. I hit puberty late. I felt like I like didn't get hair in my body anywhere until I was like fucking freshman in high school, I felt like. Um, yeah, I was like a little, little naked boy. I mean, I was, I swam too in, in school and like ugh, locker rooms. Like you'd think, oh, uh, locker rooms for gay men is just like the best. It is like fucking, you know, just, everything's there, everything's out. But it's like, mm, not, not for me at the time, man. I was like, I was just so self-conscious of my little bony, hairless body. And I just didn't wanna, I didn't, I just didn't, I put my blinders on, I went in there changed and I got out. I wasn't trying to like scope out any hotties. And also when you're a closeted gay man, like you are, it's the opposite. Like you're not, like straight men probably see more, more balls than a closeted gay man because we are like ultra careful about, you know, if someone catches me creeping, I am done. Like my life is over as I knew it, especially as a high schooler, like no way, no way, Jose. A lot, of, a lot of stories today. Um, sorry, not sorry. Um, it's just easier to speak. It's easier to, to cover. There's some stuff I just didn't get to that I wanted to, but um, yeah, there's, there's next episode. Thanks for watching the podcast episode two of Shell Pants. If you made it to the end of the video or the podcast, give it a like. Uh, if you're on Spotify or something else, there's, I don't know what you do there, but thanks for listening. Um, and yeah, there's something I wanted to get to, but again, it'll be, it'll be episode three and I think it's going to be awesome. Actually, it's better with Donnie. It's better with another person. So, uh, okay. I have to end this. It's ending. I'm like, it's the camera's about to die cause it's on 30, 
like 30 minute mark, right? So anyways, love you guys. See you next episode and have a great day. Love you. See ya. Bye.